welcome at that time once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour, and I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, working on decade number three, one of the longest-running financial shows in the world. Who knows? Maybe the longest. I, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I ran out of fingers and toes, so I, I don't know what else to say. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. Do you have it? Because you're going to need it. 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. we got a lot of things to talk about today. The world has gone completely nuts. Uh, it is May Day. Happy May. May the 1st. Uh, a lot of the markets are closed today. Of course, we are not. But it doesn't mean things aren't happening uh, I thought yesterday we saw the bottom in gold. Wrong about that. Uh, gold is down again today. Uh, we've got a Federal Reserve meeting. The Dow is getting taken to the woodshed. And I've been telling you and telling you and telling you. This isn't deflation. And it's not inflation. Stagflation is what is here. They don't know it yet. Okay, they're they're but they're starting to catch on. We got all kinds of data points coming out today from construction uh to to home builders. We we had uh manufacturing numbers out as well. We had car sales out for the month of April. And I'll give you three guesses what happened. None of it was good. Especially if you're a consumer here in America, really not good. Gas prices jumped in Phoenix five cents overnight again. I, I, I hate looking, 286 now at uh, the local place right here down the street uh, for a gallon of gasoline. Uh, but the big news of the day came out of the St. Louis Federal Reserve. Nobody's going to talk about it. You're not going to hear about it anywhere else. Remember what I've told you. Okay? I told you about stagflation, and I'm right. But I also told you the end of the dollar is near. It's a lot closer than you think it is. The debt bubble, we just set a record borrowing for the first quarter. And you go back to the heights of the financial crisis, go back to when we were fighting the the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and the government ran $1.4 trillion deficit. We borrowed even more than that. In the first quarter of this year, uh, and it's all unpayable, but that's been the plan. But I've been telling you it's the electronic currency that's coming. The Federal Reserve has denied it. They, they, they've, they've said that, oh, you know, we're, we're just researching blockchain and this and that. The St. Louis Federal Reserve today adding clarity to what I already knew. They're, they're working on it. 
because they know what's coming next. We're going to share all of that with you uh, to, in the next segment, exactly what it is that the Federal Reserve has been doing, and it's so important to what you need to do next. Because if whatever you have in the system, by the time this comes to fruition, will now be at the full control of the central bankers. The exact opposite of what our founding fathers wanted for this great nation. Also today, we're going to talk about what the home builders had to say about how expensive it is now to build a home. Ten of the largest 20 home markets in the country are now overvalued and rising. All these similarities to all these other crashes that we've seen. You know, we high leverage, high levels of debt, prices that make no sense, and all of these things, they're all coming home to roost. Again, uh, John McCain saying that now that he is going to, to pass, he's able to vote his conscience that this is his last term and he is now freer than his colleagues who will have to face the voters again. Very interesting. Another reason why I keep telling you we need term limits in this country. Uh, and if I get to it, if I don't get to that today, I promise I will get to it this week because it really is an example of everything that is wrong in America. Uh, Gibson Guitar filed for bankruptcy. This is going to become a weekly thing. Company after company, we've got at least 20% of all the companies in the United States are going to file bankruptcy and then between now and 2020. At least. They're zombies. They, they, they shouldn't have existed to begin with. Gibson now the latest to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And then all you pensioners out there, Honeywell to yesterday is cutting 47 hundred people's retirements and actually really their health care uh, they bought ally signal honeywell did they bought ally signal and now they're telling 4700 uh of their pensioners from ally signal hey guess what we're not paying anymore and and it's just again all of the things that are wrong here in america but the biggest news of the day what did the Federal Reserve say in St. Louis? 800-951-0592. Uh, the Dow's down 300 points uh, as the uh, Federal Reserve starts a meeting today. There is not expected to be a rate hike. Uh, this is a non what are they, a non press conference meeting. Uh, but it's all the stagflation that is appearing in the numbers uh, that has Wall Street on edge. And they haven't quite figured it out, right? Uh, the dollar's rallying. Now, a lot of that because the Asian markets are closed. A lot of the European markets are closed. Uh, but this isn't the quote-unquote great economy. The great economic recovery isn't here. But how can you say that? 
Right? You don't look at these confidence numbers, and every time I turn on the internet, they say how great everything is. Well, let me give you some examples. Yesterday, we talked about pending home sales, right? down four straight months in a row. Today, home prices jumped by the largest amount in years, maybe on record. And now over half of the nation's housing markets are overvalued. By the way, Denver makes that list in San Francisco and, and a bunch of others. And if I have time, I'll get to it. Even though home sales keep falling, home builders today, the new home builders said, prices are up just to build a home 5%. In other words... If the home cost us $300,000 to build last year, today it's costing us 315000 to build. Construction spending took a nosedive in April. The biggest drop, home builders. People can't afford them. The reason for housing prices to be so high is there's no there's no houses uh, that, uh, uh, for... You know, like I said, two hundred grand out there to buy. Car sales. Man, it was a bad one. We don't even know. General Motors just stopped reporting, right? They're not even going to tell you their monthly numbers anymore. Ford and Toyota were both down almost 5%. Chrysler, if you take out fleet sales, they were down as well. Nissan was down 28%. I mean, it was bad. But none of it matters. Again, this is the noise. That's the distractor. One of the world's richest men today. He's an Egyptian. He owns uh, the, essentially, he owns the telecom industry in the entire Middle East. So if you got a cell phone and you're from Iraq to Afghanistan, or not Afghanistan, but Iraq and, and Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Egypt. Uh, this is the guy that owns it. He, he is one of, like I said, he is one of the richest men in the world. He's a billionaire. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, uh, but he warned everybody to get ready. The stock market crashes upon us. Uh, He's the chairman of Oriscom Telecom Media and Technology. He gave an interview in Cairo. He says that he sees gold surging to $1,800 an ounce, while the overvalued stock markets all around the world are going to hit the skids. Uh, Him and his brother are the richest men in Egypt, uh, 5.6. $7 billion is his net wealth. He says he's taking half of that and putting it into the gold market. Why? Why now? I mean, yeah, okay, the stock market's overvalued. Stock market's been overvalued before. Maybe it has to do with what is really happening. Word that the Federal Reserve was open to the prospect of launching a cryptocurrency made headlines last year. Remember, and I reported it, right? I told you about, uh, yeah, I read it in, like, Computer Magazine or something, that there's a big, a big to-do that Janet Yellen hosted. 
that they didn't tell anybody about. But what is much likelier is that the Federal Reserve will create central bank electronic money for all. Now, I don't know what the difference between the two is, but it's the same thing, right? It's a cryptocurrency, but this one is a central bank electronic money. According to the blog at the St. Louis Federal Reserve, it will be easy to implement. The Fed would only need to allow households and firms to open accounts with it, right? Just think about how that's going to work. Hey, we need you to open an account with us. Well, I don't want to open an account with you guys. I don't want you to know what I'm up to. Well, I'll tell you what. If you don't open an account with us, uh, you no longer can do any business whatsoever. (laughs) Pretty simple. Which would allow the central bank to make payments with Fed-issued electronic money instead of commercial bank deposit. Now, what does that mean, Double? Here's what it simply means. You know, before when we talked about it, we always thought, remember the Amero and all of that, and we talked about, hey, you know, $10,000 of your old Federal Reserve notes, and we'll give you a 1,000 new ones. They don't have to do that now. Instead, hey, just open your account with us, and we'll just take that ten thousand. And now you've got uh, what are they? They they haven't quite given it a name. Central bank electronic money. Okay, now you'll have central bank electronic money, and and we'll just make the payment. Right. So whatever it is, we owe Target some money, Walmart some money. Uh, if you're a firm, you owe China some money or Egypt some money. We'll, we'll handle it. And now what they'll be able to do is simply change how much things cost. Think about it. Hey, we don't have to wait for oil prices or copper prices or steel prices or lumber prices. We're just going to change the exchange rate. Oh, you use uh, American Central Bank electronic credits. Well, that's too bad for you today. It says that the Fed uh, will have you open an account, handle the payments, and they're talking about that this will uh, diminish the use of cash. It will be uh, a way for them to, you know, let's face it, right, they've already told you, know, cash is crime, right? They don't want to use cash, you've got to be committing illegal acts. Right, it's not efficient. Right, I get charged. I put, you know, I, I we get a lot of cash here. We do. I put it in the bank. Right, I, you know, I got to pay bills. <laughs> the bank charges me to put money in. Right, once you cross and them numbers so low now, uh, five or ten thousand dollars in a month, they start charging you to put the cash in. All of these limit the Fed's ability to 
negative interest rates as a policy option. So what does that mean? And what is the the blog in the St. Louis Fed? What are they talking about? I didn't see anything in that sentence about how great the economy is. Did you? Did you hear that? No, what they're talking about is, hey, we need to get rid of cash because when we go to negative rates, people won't be able to hoard their cash in their safes or under their mattresses, right? They're trying to eliminate another store of value, right? They want to force everything into the system. A large part of the population will consider the Fed electronic money a close substitute for cash. See? And they're right. I think that that part is absolutely true. It's going to get bad. Stagflation is coming everywhere you look. Our teachers haven't been in the school now coming up on a week. It'll be a week on Thursday, right? Because 20% pay rate, that's not enough. Everybody knows it. And you know what? You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it, right? All of us want to raise. Really, and really what we really want is we really want the money that we make to already be enough. But because of the Federal Reserve, it's not we're striking at the wrong place. We're protesting in the wrong place. Think about it. Why is there no more art or band classes? Why do you got to pay for all of your activities? Right? Think, just think about any extra uh, extracurricular activity you need to pay. Right? Everybody out there that goes, sends their kids to school, you know you got to show up on the first day of school with a bunch of stuff to give to the school, from toilet paper to paper towels to copy paper. No more auto mechanics, no more shop class. Why do you think that happened? Right? And we talk about how broke these pensions are. Because you know what? Health care costs are ridiculous. How do you think it all happened? And guess what? They're not done. Most of the people will consider it a close substitute for cash. And it will make it easier to say goodbye to cash. This is how they think. And you know what? Here's the sad part. They're right. Because you know what? It's going to get so bad out there. Right? You think about what's happening in Venezuela right now. We don't talk about it a, a lot but you, look, you, you do your own research about how much things cost. There are a cup of coffee in Venezuela is like 150,000, uh, I don't even know what the Bolivars or whatever their currency is, 150,000. They're going to tell you that this electronic currency is going to be the answer. Everybody opens your account with the Federal Reserve, put all your money in there, of course, and you know when you do, where did you get that money? Right? Where did all that money come from? Well, I had it in my safe. I had it under my mattress. I had it here. I had it there. Did you pay taxes on that money? 
Whether you did or didn't, you're going to now. At the moment, only a few financial intermediaries have access to central bank electronic money. And, of course, they're talking about fintech. They're talking about SWIFT. They're talking about how, uh, you know, world money gets handled, payments get made globally. An alternative to cash is a given in the near future. I love how they call it an alternative. It's just an alternative. (laughs) Of course, if you don't use it, you can't do anything with it. According to the research at the St. Louis Federal Reserve, Alexander Bernstein, who is also the author of the Post, Legislation introduced last week by Senator Kristen Gilbrand calls for 36,000 post offices around the United States to add basic banking services. Hmm. Think about that. Doesn't, doesn't the government own the post office? Now we're going to have banks at the post office such as savings and checking accounts and oh don't worry we're from the government we're here to help we're going to give you short term loans too Patriot Radio News Hour while you're thinking about that we'll be back with more this is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. During the Easter weekend, when many Americans were watching the college basketball championships, President Donald Trump kept his eye on America's southern border. It's long overdue for a president to defend our borders. Getting more dangerous, Trump tweeted on Easter Sunday before attending church with his wife Melania in Palm Beach, Florida. Caravans coming. The president was referring to the caravan of some 1,200 men, women, and children from Central America, mostly Honduras. They were spotted in southern Mexico on March 25th, heading towards the United States. A caravan is a group of migrants traveling together with all their belongings. The word originated in the Middle East centuries ago but caravans are rarely seen in modern America. However, it's a different world south of the border where millions of people live in primitive conditions that would have challenged our ancestors. A thousand people don't embark on a journey of over a thousand miles without organization and financial support. The caravan that made its way through Mexico was coordinated by a group called Pueblo Sin Fronteras, which means town without borders. The New York Times described the group as a transnational advocacy group whose leader, Ireneo Mejica, is a Mexican-American who holds dual citizenship. There are so many things wrong with those phrases that it's difficult to know where to start. To begin with, the United States doesn't recognize dual citizenship, except in very rare cases. A person from Mexico or anywhere else who goes through the process of becoming a U.S. citizen is required to totally renounce his previous allegiances. Similarly, a transnational group isn't allowed to exist in many countries without first registering to do business or conduct its activities legally in that country. We have enough problems with the outlaw transnational group called MS-13, which has committed murders of incredible savagery, primarily in areas populated 
by recent immigrants from Central America. Join us tomorrow as we discuss the motivation behind this mass migration to the United States. The news may call them refugees, but the system they're pursuing seems more rigged than refuge. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Illegal immigration burdens our schools and social services and opens doors to criminals and terrorists. Outdated visa programs divert jobs from Americans. PhyllisSchlafly.com chronicles these outrageous unfair practices and provides answers. Go online to PhyllisSchlafly.com. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. (laughs) Guess what? They're going to be helping us a whole lot more. Uh, This is out of the blog at the St. Louis Federal Reserve talking about, and I want to make sure they, they, they didn't give it a name other than let me let me get it here. Central bank electronic money, and more specifically, central bank electronic money for all. Yes, we're here to help you because you know cash is inconvenient, and you know drug dealers do it, and terrorists use it. And the article actually addressed the crypto coins for you crypto guys out there. The chatter that the Fed is eventually going to issue a crypto-fashioned after Bitcoin is naive. Central banks don't want to get into the business of issuing anonymous virtual currency that could be used by drug cartels and money launderers, which is kind of what it's used for now. Instead... What they're going to do, and this is why they're brilliant. They really are. You know, when when you're out to save yourself and you brainwashed the American public, and let's face it, our elected officials, I mean, they're, they're incredibly naive. And nobody truly understands what's really happening. I've said it all along. I've got sympathy for those teachers out there. Matter of fact, yesterday, I was watching the end of uh, the passing league of my my youngest son at his high school's football team, and I was there with uh, three other dads, one of whom, every you know, not every one of you, but one of them, pretty famous guy, at least in this town, and we were talking about the strike, and every one of them said, yeah, man, teachers need more money. You know what, they all, all, all followed up with it. We all need more money. But then the next words out of their mouth is, who's going to pay for it? And one of them was upset, hey, they got 20%. Why aren't they back in the classroom? And I said, because you know what? No one's come up with a way of how it's actually going to get paid for <laughs> So the teachers are like, hey, we're not going to just take your word for it, right? Someone show us that it's actually going to get funded, and then we'll go back. But think about it. Why? Why is it? And they talked about, you know, one of the other things, hey, we're near the bottom in teacher pay. 
which is we're we're somewhere around forty eight thousand dollars, somewhere like that. And 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 forgive me if I if I if that's a little too high or a little too low, but somewhere in the forty some odd thousand range. I remember in the early nineteen nineties. When I got promoted, I was working at the drugstore chain, got promoted, and, and was making $26,000 a year. And I couldn't believe how stinking rich I was. And then a couple of years after that, I was making forty grand, right? Living by myself, you know, making all my car payments, this, that, the other. Today, that's nothing. You make $26,000 a year today, you're bankrupt. And and they're they're walking out of classrooms and and you think about the fast food workers and everybody needs more money, why? And now here's the real end game. The debts are unpayable. So we're going to come up with a system where we control all the payments. Every payment made is going to run through the central bank. Can you imagine what they could do with that? Hey, I want to buy gold. Nah, not today. You know what? Things are bad out there. We're going to block all gold sales, right? We're going to block all gun sales. We're going to block sales to this or that or the other. Think about how much is it going to cost? Well, don't worry because one of the things, and it's, Right here in their little blog talking about the Fed will now be able to set interest rates on household accounts and use it as its main policy tool. Now, think about negative rates now. Remember, one of the reasons they want to get rid of cash and the stores of value is so they can go to negative rates. See, and the Fed already knows they're going to use negative rates. This is what you don't know. They sit there and they're talking about, they're having a meeting right now, talking about raising interest rates. They're not going to do it. They'll do it, you know, next meeting. But you think the Federal Reserve's worried about the next meeting? They're not. They're worried about sometime in 2019 or 2020 when the rates are going to have to go the other way. They're worried about central banks not buying up the debt in time. Now imagine you've got an account at the central bank and they say, you know what? We're going to set the interest rate at negative 2%. Because they like this 2% number, don't they? What do you think's going to happen? Everybody's going to be like, my money's going to lose 2%. I want to spend as much of it as I can, right? And then they can say, see, now we got economic growth. That's their brilliant strategy. It's all out there for you to read yourself. And really try to understand what's really happening today. And usually what's happening today is the distraction. Right? They're talking about raising rent. We've got a deficit of $21 trillion. <laughs> and they're already admitting, okay, the debt's going to go up another trillion. And we, are, and we know they, they lie about that number. 
they already know, hey, in the next 10 years, we're going to run $3 trillion deficits every year. And that's if we're lucky. Sorry, but that's the fact. Right? You may not want to believe it, but that's what's coming. The pensions are broke. The governments are broke. Most of the consumers are broke. And now we find out, hey, guess what? We're not going to issue a Bitcoin. <laughs> We're not doing that. Now we're going to control, right, everybody's account. You're going to have to open up an electronic account with the central bank, and all payments are going to go through us. And guess what? We're going to set the rate on your account. We don't have to have an inflation target anymore. We don't have to even have a Fed's funds rate anymore. We're just going to do it to your bank account. 800-951-0592. You better get your assets protected. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll, we'll be right back. 800-951-0592. The blog out of the St. Louis Federal Reserve laying out what the next steps are going to be. And either you're prepared or you're not. Right? It really doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't. It, you have to decide. Either you're going to get ready or you're not. Do you think the, they don't put that out there? Because they, they, uh, just like to write pretty words, right? That's not why they do it, right? And this is where you find out what's really going to come next. Getting rid of cash, it's a foregone conclusion. It's over. The Federal Reserve note is over. Just look, if you don't believe me, just look at the bond auction. It's over. trillion dollars a year, two trillion dollars, three trillion, like that's going to happen and there's no consequence? <laughs> Come on. And now we understand they're going to have, hey, we don't even need to have a meeting. We're just going to change the rate on everybody's account. <laughs> Could you imagine? Hey, I woke up today, why do I have 2% less than my Federal Reserve account? Well, because they changed the rate today. The next morning you wake up and there's 3% less. You better start spending that money. Uh, yesterday we talked about silver. There's really no change there. Uh, the Silver Eagle market has dried up. Uh, premiums are going to rise. I mean, silver's down 25 cents today, so rolls of silver eagles, they're 390 instead of 395. But we have, uh, and we've got, I, I want to say we've got four and maybe even five bags, because this is where we're going. So I told Wendy yesterday, okay, silver eagles dried up. You know where they're going to go next. They're going to go to the junk bag market, and they're going to buy all that out. So we got five bags of U.S. half dollars. So I said, I want the best of them. What's the best one? Give me the half dollar bag. You can buy an entire bag, which is 2,000 
half dollars for $13,000, or you can buy them in rolls of 20 for $130. So you're saving $10 a roll uh, for every 20. You're essentially saving 50 cents per half dollar, no matter how many you buy. You want to buy a whole bag, or you want to buy a single roll, uh, whole bags are $13,000 that's delivered. Uh, individual rolls, a half dollars, are at 130 That puts us at about $2.13 over spot. All right now, spot's over 16.05. That works out to $18.18 on a half dollar roll, $18.18. And 18 cents per ounce. Every roll contains 7.15 ounces of silver. Of course, if you buy a whole bag, right, that is 715 ounces. Uh, that weighs like 56 pounds, a whole bag. So when it comes in a, a white bucket, uh, like a paint bucket, that weighs 56 pounds. But uh, jump in. These are all half dollars, and you figure, you know, the half dollars carry the biggest premiums. Uh, and today, you can buy rolls of half dollars for less than rolls of dimes and less than rolls of quarters. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Take the time and put it away. We know the plan now. Hey, we don't need to in, 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 invent a cryptocurrency. We're going to take over the payment system because that's a lot easier. And you know what? We can then just adjust, <laughs> right? We can just adjust the rate on the household accounts directly. And you know what? Hey, maybe we'll use all the post offices out there as our new branches. 800-951-0592. Rolls of half dollars. So we've got about 500 rolls available. And I think, and I know I thought it yesterday, but I'm going to say it again today. We're at the bottom here. I mean, silver is, you know, just, just above $16 to the ounce. Uh, uh, gold, gold's now down ten at thirteen oh nine. Gold got all the way down to just above thirteen hundred. Now at thirteen oh nine, the Dow is down three hundred points. As all the manufacturers, the housing, uh, the home builders, all reporting significant pricing pressure. In other words. You know, the stagflation that I've been talking about where the the rate of your pay increase isn't anywhere close to what it is that is going to be the new cost of all the things that you need to buy out there. The Federal Reserve's in a no-win situation. They raise rates, it hurts the recovery. They don't raise rates, right? Inflation runs rapid, and so most people are saying... They're going to raise rates. It's going to crush the stock market. And you know how gold, you know, they, the news of rates, rate rising rates, gold sells off. But the actual rate rising, what happened? Gold's been running higher. Matter of fact, gold started going up when rates started going up. 
nine five one zero five nine two rolls a half dollars at a hundred and thirty dollars a roll full bags at thirteen thousand delivered and then on the u.s gold market if you're looking to buy gold u.s twenty dollar liberties uh thirteen eighty five today at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two we got the final segment coming up I want to talk John McCain when we get back. John McCain, I didn't know this. Apparently he wrote a book. Uh, Well, it's upcoming. The Restless Wave, he's calling it. And in it, he says that uh, now that this is his last term, he's freer than colleagues who will face the voters again. I can speak my mind without fearing the consequences. I can vote my conscience without worry. I'm free to disregard my con- my constituents' wishes. Well, you know, far from that, right? I'm not going to do that. But he kind of just said that's what it is. You can vote your conscience, which leads you to believe that obviously all the other times that we voted for you, you weren't voting your conscience. And 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 he talks about now that he doesn't have to run for re-election, he can just vote what's best for America, you know, America. And I and I my my question to Senator McCain was, shouldn't you have been doing that all along? Right, but this is the problem with with not allowing for term limits and. and and you get these guys up there, and essentially, they don't care if it's good or bad for America. They just want the votes, right? Oh, if the public thinks these free trade agreements are a great deal because Wall Street keeps saying how great they are, well, then I guess i got to vote for it. Right? Who doesn't want to vote for trillion-dollar deficits? Because it feels good, doesn't it? I don't need to be fiscally responsible. But if you want to look at it for yourself, uh, Senator McCain now says that he's uh, freer to speak his mind and vote his conscience. Uh, Apparently, before, he wasn't doing that. (laughs) He wasn't voting for what was best for America. He was voting for what he thought would get him the most votes. And that's probably why we're in the spot we're in. You know, really, when you think about it, right? It makes sense. Right, being a what a great job, right? You 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 make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. You 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 spend most of the time raising money, and you write books. And when you're done, you get these great jobs. Or well, McCain's like you know he just stayed there the whole time. If we want to fix it, one and I've been saying this from day one, we need to get term limits. We need because think about you know even Janet Yellen now that she's not on the Fed, Alan Greenspan after he left the Fed, all these people all of a sudden miraculously start singing a totally different tune the second they're no longer there. Which tune are we supposed to believe? And of course, I think John McCain's right. I'm free now. I can vote the what's for what's right with my conscience or whatever. Instead of before, which was I was voting for things I really didn't believe in. I was pretending. And that's what all of these people do, and they're pretending. 
The problem is for all of us, there's nothing to pretend about it. They're coming after your money. I've told you that a million times. They've encircled all of your accounts, all of them, from your bank account to your money market to your 401K to your IRA. They've got it all ready to go. And when the time is right, when things are at their worst, they're going to they're going to take over the payment system. And then they're going to be able to charge you whatever they want. And that's why you need to have some wealth insurance. Uh, U.S. half-dollar rolls, 130 bucks a roll, 800-951-0592. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Take care. Have a great rest of your day.